Hi, I'm Dawn. And I'm Natasha. And this is On Behalf of All Women. What if we were entering into a new time? A time when the very systems of control and commerce that we had believed to be the status quo were somehow no longer relevant? What if we were faced with a new medium? A new network? Network, network, network. What if that time is now? Music. Now. Welcome. How are you guys doing today? I hope everybody's doing well. I am doing amazing. I am um, really excited about this professorship at Hampshire College, teaching social entrepreneurship. Um, you know, and I'm on the college campus today, and it's just fun to be in that energy, you know? Yeah, and exciting. You're going to rock that this fall, which is exciting. I hope so. So what's good with you today? Today I'm working from home. So if you guys hear, um, you know, <laughs> wind chimes or car horns, <laughs> <exactly. laughs> it's my neighborhood, man. It's <laughs> the summer, I guess. Um, but I'm doing good. I woke up and um, I got some really good prayer in this morning, and I even listened to some gospel music. And my son was mm. like, "Turn that down. The neighbors probably don't want to hear it." And I said, "No, I'm inspiring the neighborhood." <laughs> So, um, I feel really good. I feel really good. And we got some news up over at lionsmagazine.com this morning, um, looking into some stuff about female funding. And so, this is a nice break from what I was doing for the morning. Uh, I know today we were going to talk a little bit about, you know, how to find a good mentor and just about some of the people who really helped us along our way in our journey. Um, and our life's journey as well as our startup's journey. What's the earliest memory you have of a mentor-type person in your life um, hmm. that kind of made a difference or impacted you in some way? Mm, that's a great question. Um, well, I guess I, my, I, when I think about it, I'm thinking about being maybe five or six at church. And um, a friend of the family, or I guess maybe she was my dad's girlfriend at the, at the time. <laughs> Not that yeah. I'm older, I think. Yeah, she probably was my father's girlfriend. Um, <laughs> we would be in church and um, singing hymnals, and she would sing the alto part on the hymnal. <laughs> it, yeah. it was like the most beautiful thing I ever heard. I was like, what? is that? And I'm like, what are you doing? What are you singing? You're singing something different than everybody else, but it sounds amazing. And she's like, oh, that's also. And she started teaching me how to read notes and how to, how to sing. And, um, and from there, her father, um, you know, he had a little metronome at his house and a piano, and he kind of figured out that my sister and I liked music, and he kind of took us under his wing. Mm. Um, teaching us about notes and music and how to read music and how to sing. And it was, um, and I think that was my first kind of bit of mentoring. Someone saying, oh, you, you have an interest in that? Let me, let me kind of show you the way. Yeah. Which is always so 
exciting. I think there's something very exciting about like when you have a, a mentor and you guys connect over over an interest or an idea, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I was like in second grade, I had this teacher, her name was Dawn Davis. Dawn. Oh my God, I never realized that. Okay, I'm <laughs> the songs of my life, they're all right, okay? <laughs> and, um, she was just dope. I remember she always kept herself really cute and everything and nails done and hair done. And um, she used to read to us in, in the class like a chapter a day of the school series. It was called Polk Street School Series. And I just loved the stories. And I would, I would ask her about them, and I would get annoyed because I couldn't wait for the next day to hear, you know, like what happened to the next chapter and stuff. And I told my <laughs> father, and he went and bought me the book series. And so she, she knew that I had the series. And she's like, you know, don't spoil the stories for the kids. And I'm like, no, I don't mind. And so we connected over this love of reading and stuff. And she would always encourage, like, my interest in writing. Mm-hmm. And somehow she, she got moved to the third grade as I was graduating to go on to the third grade. And she ended up being my teacher again. So I had this lady for, like, two years who just <laughs> really, like, pushed and encouraged me. And, um... You know, when you graduate from high school, you get your old records. And she used to write some amazing notes to my mom, like, hey, Natasha's really excelling in this area. Like, there's something here, you know? And um, so she was, like, the first person I just remembered that I could really share and um, connect with around a particular interest who was, like, an adult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, who, who wasn't a member of my family. <laughs> Right, right. It's just interesting because when you start talking about mentors, and I feel like it's such a buzzword right now. Oh, Everyone's yeah. talking about getting mentors. You can get paid mentors. And um, I have not had a lot of formal mentoring relationships in my life. You know, I've, I when I look back, just like you asked me a second ago, I can see periods where, oh, that was mentorship. You know, someone took me under their wing or they um, – I was able to sit at somebody's feet and learn something, you know. Um, but a lot of my mentoring has been like a sneak mentor, you know, <laughs> where yeah. I have identified someone and I thought, oh, I, I like how they do something. Um, let me see if I can go, you know, have coffee or go, you know, sneak into their office and chat for a few minutes and just ask a, a ton of questions. And um, if they're willing, I'm going to take those answers and apply them in my life. And so I've done, a, I think I've done more of that where mm-hmm. um, the person may be surprised later to see that I think of them as a mentor, you know. But, yeah, but yeah that's why I keep coming in here asking all these questions <laughs> and, right. and um, exactly. trying to get to know you, you know. Um, I think the next period of time that I think about mentors, I used to, when I was in high school, I used to, um, there were some older women at my, at my church, I think, well, they, maybe they were friends of my mom, but I would go play Scrabble with them, like after basketball yeah. practice. That's cool. <laughs> I enjoyed that so much because they were just life lessons. You know, they were they were telling about everything from, you know, how to maintain a marriage to um, travel to just how to carry yourself in public, and. Um, and then they just had a lot of great stories full of shenanigans as well. Yeah. But um, 
But yeah, I really, I really enjoyed those times. That that probably went on for a couple of years, um, and I still there's still some life lessons that I pulled from from that time that I I apply, you know. Right. Um, and so that was that was cool. And so I guess in a sense that was mentoring. I mean, to me at the time it was going to play Scrabble and um, listen to crazy stories from these women. Well, but today you are a pretty good Scrabble player. So I'm an amazing Scrabble player. So I, I'm going to say pretty good. I, I don't know. I'm amazing. I'm amazing. So, so, so you picked up obviously you know more tips than one there during that time. <laughs> I did, and those were the days of um, you know when you were still writing letters. I remember when I went to college. Yeah. You know, those, um, I would write exchange letters with um, some of them, and you know there might be a little twenty-five dollars tucked in there. You know, yeah. <laughs> and so it was um, it was mentorship and advice that went into into my college years. You know, before they kind of passed away. Yeah. In college, I was like a sophomore in college, and I worked at this store called Spags in the evenings in the jewelry slash electronics department. Isn't that the most bizarre combo ever? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I have behind the jewelry case, but if I turn around this way, I can get you that new Will Smith CD. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was crazy, but we loved it. And it had like a jukebox. It was, it, was, it was just a fun gig if you were like in college, you know? And... um there was a woman, her name was Maddie, and she worked at the sheriff's department by day, but at night, she just picked up these extra hours, you know, to have something to do, and I just remember she always had a French manicure with these really long, thick nails. That was, like, her signature thing, <laughs> and, um, you know, now some people in the department would do extra stuff, like, you know, crack CD cases so that they can get it at a discounted price on top of, right. you know, their employee discount and all these kind of shenanigans. And I just remember her always <laughs> pulling me to the side like, yeah, you don't ever do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, yeah. okay, I mean, I wasn't kind of that, okay. And, and just, you know, try to always give me some, some guidance, particularly as like, a young girl who was going to turn into a professional woman of color because Maddie was a black woman, you know. And, mm -hmm. um I just always loved that, and I, I wasn't in, you know, career work first at the time, but she would just always give me little tips and say things like, you know, when you go out with your coworkers, you don't, you don't ever get drunk, you don't ever say something that on Monday you got to say, oh, damn, I told X, Y, and Z, this or that. Right. And um, I wasn't in those situations at the time, but I always kept those things in the back of my mind by the time that I did, you know, enter my 20s and into the workforce. And I always said, damn, I wonder what ever happened to that lady, because I never saw her again. And by random chance, girl, a few years ago, she, I, you know how Facebook will make suggestions. She like mm -hmm. up, and she doesn't live in this area anymore. Um, yeah. I feel like she's, she's somewhere in the south or something. But I sent that lady a message that said, you know what, you always come in my mind every blue moon. I always said if I ever ran into you, I would just say thank you. She was so, like, excited that, I, that those little, you know, jewel drops even meant anything to me. And so right. it was such a pleasure just to be able to go back and say that, because sometimes I think people come into our lives, you know, God might send them for a particular time or season, and they do something that really benefits you or blesses you, and, and they travel, and we don't often get the time, you know, or the opportunity to come back to say, you know, thank you for that. And so right. it was a special moment to just be able to say thank you. 
so when you were talking about like informal mentorship, once I got into my late twenties, and if I saw something in someone that I thought, oh, geez, they'd make a great mentor in this area, mm-hmm. I always formally asked them. Um, uh, yeah, I remember the first time I did that, I thought, this lady's gonna think that I'm crazy. And she did it. She was like, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> she was, the, um, <laughs> it was Jamie. Remember we went to her house. Uh, oh, yeah. She was mm-hmm. the former Massachusetts Commission Against Discrimination. She was the commissioner. Yeah. And um, her husband was in Rotary with me for a period of time. And he kept saying, you have to meet my wife, you have to meet my wife. And when I finally met this lady, I was like, oh, she has some really good skill sets. Um, some of it was... I felt when I first met her and I saw her interact, I said, oh, man, she has a great way of, of speaking boldly and directly, and it was something that I knew I needed to work on. Uh, mm-hmm. She was also great at networking behind the scenes, and so I thought she could teach me some things. And so I, I was invited to, she had like a barbecue or something, and I just formally asked, say, hey, I think that you would be a great mentor for me in this area. I'd love to be able to, you know, come to you regularly and pick your brain on different things. And she was like, absolutely. The other thing that was really dope was she opened her home to me. She was like, if you ever want to host something, because she had this amazing condo. She was like, if you ever want to host something or have people over here, use it. And I was like, What? <laughs> and I did. I was like, I invited a bunch of people at that time. I was on the board of YPS, and we just went over there and had cocktails and mingled. And she was in a, a high position in the state, so it was a great opportunity just for her to meet, you know, young professionals and then to make the connection to her. And I was like, yeah. you never know until you ask somebody something. It's true. Yeah, it's true. And I think, and it's one of those things, I don't know how much value I had put on mentors in my early life, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I was a, I'm an observer of people, so if I see somebody doing something I think is cool, I will just watch it and then try mm. to maybe incorporate it into my own style or um, into my own skill set. Yeah. But um, it, it wasn't until, you know, later in my career that I started saying, oh, you know, maybe it is important to have – you know, structured and formal mentoring situations. But then I'm also very picky. And so you just said something that that made a lot of sense to me because when you asked this woman to mentor you, you asked her to mentor you in a specific area. And so that changes things because I think sometimes I would get to know a person and I like, you know, certain things that they're doing professionally, but then other stuff I'm like, no, you know. But now that makes sense to say, hey, I, you know, I – I see something in you I think it would be really um, beneficial to me as a men- in a mentoring capacity. Can you mentor me in this specific area? And I think yeah. that that changes things a lot. And the yeah. expectations. Totally. And that was the thing is for me, um, because I, I am a person, I'm a people pleaser, and I worry about people, what people think. I'm working on it, people, okay? I mean, the fact that it says she's a people pleaser, but I'm waiting for her to start trying to please me. I have oh, not my God. seen this yet. Oh, okay. I've seen this, this yet. So, I mean, I keep hearing about you. people pleaser. I, I know you, so you're not people anymore, okay? You're done. <laughs> But for me, so I also, the reason that I wanted to always make my mentorship known to the other person was I didn't want them to say, why the hell does this girl keep calling me? Right. You know, why does she keep emailing me? I'm busy. You know, so so that they wouldn't feel obligated. And I wouldn't look crazy. And, like, if I was encroaching upon your space, you know. and, And then I... 
Mike had started as my boss, but especially as I began to transition out of um, my role when I used to work at Reminder Publications, he became a mentor to me. And yeah, we were still friends, um, but I again to him made it clear, hey, around these things and news development or uh, especially at that time because I was trying to navigate my way to the city in terms of building like business connections I, I just mm-hmm. wanted to mentor me a little bit and I want to be able to come ask you stuff and he was kind of like you can always ask me stuff um, and so it, to me it was a good thing because I always felt like you should have a, definitely a male mentor and a female because guys mm-hmm. you know they give you different advice they have different energy they're coming from a different place also we know that women you right we're dealing with things like still struggling to ask for the right raise that we have. And so I could say to Mike, hey, what do you think about this cost? And he'd be like, that's too low. You know, we're not all the time, right. but another woman might have said, that sounds about fair. <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? Right. Um, or just for different things, like if I, I remember at one time, this is years ago, when I thought about having a print magazine, and I was just calling people to see how much they charge to print. And he was like, why aren't you haggling prices? You know, why aren't you calling saying, hey, this people, these people said they could print it for this much, you know? Right. I was like, oh, right. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I was just in quotes and hanging up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is what I would do, you know? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so just all those, those types of things. And I think at that time, though, Don, the word mentor wasn't being thrown around to your point as it is now. Right. Because I feel like, especially in the startup ecosystem, you're not even asking someone to be your mentor. They're like, let me mentor you and tell you what you need to do. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, you know, and some of that is like, you know, no thank you. And some of it is very welcome, you know. So, so you know, yeah. you're mentors. But I think now um, – and I think how you ask for a mentor and just how, or how things are, and maybe to your point, people weren't using the word mentor so much. I was not like you where I'm thinking about if I'm infringing on a person's time. There's many times that I've just popped yeah. up at someone's office like, hey, you got a minute? Because Donna likes to infringe on people's time. She doesn't care. <laughs> build relationship, okay, yeah. and I assume that the person is building relationship with me. Right. <laughs> and so there were people that, like that, you know, um, at different, in different workplaces I was in, where I had identified, okay, this person is somebody that I can learn from. And so I would swing by their office periodically and, you know, say what's up, you know, they want to have lunch or whatever, and, um, you know, ask my questions that way. So, no, they never formally agreed to be a mentor, and I never told them that that was, you know, my interest. And I get probably at the time didn't have the word mentor on my mind. Yeah. But I knew, you know, that these were people that I could learn from. Um, and now, and I've seen... I think when you're asking for a mentor, you know, you, you, it's not like it's a, it's a delicate thing, but it's um, you have to have some tact, you know, and it mm. and you have to be aware that I like this person and this person likes me, and it, it's it's a it's not going to be crazy awkward if I make this ask, you know. I think um, I've been right. I was at a conference with um, an acquaintance. And the speaker, you know, she was a good speaker. She was dynamic. And we were waiting in line because we bought the speaker's book. So we were waiting to um, you know, get her signature on the book. Her, and um, 
the acquaintance that I was with when we got up there. She was like, you know what, you're amazing, you know, um, and you know what, I'm looking for a mentor. So, I mean, can you mentor me? And it was the most awkward. Right. So, this is like, I mean, because I'm looking for a mentor, and the woman ah. looked at her and was like, okay, you know, I mean, you don't right. know this woman at all. You know, oh my gosh. she doesn't know you. And so I think the woman kind of diplomatically said something diplomatic, you know, yeah. and non and committal. And yeah. as we walked away, the acquaintance was kind of like, yes, yeah, she's going to be my mentor. And I was like, oh that woman is not going to be your mentor. Right. Because she, I could see that the woman was a little put off by that. Because what's in it for her at that point? You know, a mentor relationship there's something actually in it for both people, you know what yes. I mean? Yeah. So, and I think people forget that, you know, so she was more focused on, I'm looking for a mentor and you're amazing and you're going to help me get to level up my life, you know? But, but I what think so many people do that. Mentor? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, I, no, I was just going to say, think about, like, just people that we've met in, like, startup land who mm-hmm. – you're just walking around bragging like, yeah, because I connected with such and such investor, and we're, we're cool now. I mean, he's mentoring me, or you read some article. Now, mind you, I'm a person that if I read something about somebody who you're doing something dope, mm-hmm. and I just want to network, I will contact you. Right. But not under the guise of I'm looking for anybody who has fame or who has money to mentor me. Because I also feel like there's right. an energy of that that goes around. There is. There is, absolutely. And I think... And on and in some of those instances, you don't have a true mentoring relationship. You know what I mean? You met the person and had maybe you've had a conversation with the person, um, but are they really giving you the kind of inside baseball that a mentor would? I mean, that's the thing of a mentor. It's not yeah. just that you give the person advice, but you give them access to your contacts if if that trust is there. You ask access to your network. Um, access to things that you know that can help them, you know, cut out several steps in their journey. Um, And I think that in order to get that from somebody, there has to be a level of trust there. There has to be, um, on the other side, as the mentee, you have to, you know, know, take their advice, you know, if they take I want you to contact this person tomorrow for X, Y, and Z. You contact that person tomorrow for X, Y, and Z. You know, you, you let them know that the advice and the information that they're giving you is not just falling on deaf ears or they're not giving it in vain. And so I think, you know, when people are rushing around with this kind of energy, oh, you're rich, you're famous, you're going to mention me, um, are you really building the right connection with this person so that they truly kind of give you access, um, you know, as a mentor. So it's just things to think about. So true. And, like, to me, true deep mentorship is not all about tutelage. It's not all about I'm coming to you, I'm calling you once a week, and you're going to tell me exactly what I should be doing and it's going to work. Because, so I I used to mentor high school students. Mm -hmm. And... Initially, I find that when you you and the mentee connect, that um, it starts being like a Q and A. This is my problem. How should I fix it? And 
everybody's different. There's so many different dynamics in terms of mm-hmm. where that person might live, who they're living with, the situation. So I can't tell you exactly how to do something. And so I right. have to go back to um, the mentorship coordinator who was trained in, in mentoring relationships and say, what should I do? You know, this young lady asked me what to do about this. And she said, Natasha, you need to ask her what she thinks she should do. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit. And so I, I bring that up to say, I remember you and I, we were meeting with a mentor that we were working with. And uh, the mentor seemed to me to get a little defensive when they said something and Don and I said, oh, well, we're not sure about that. What, what do you think about this? And it was kind of like, oh, and this person was a great mentor, but at that time it was, well, I'm just giving you advice. You could take it or leave it. And it was like, no, we want to have a back and forth conversation because you're getting us to think about something. You're, you right. opened up an area that we hadn't thought about. Right. And so to me, and, it, and we left that meeting excited because it had opened up a new way to look at Lioness. And it was like, that only comes through back and forth conversation though push it and pull you know what I'm saying and so right. if we if we just left that with a Q&A like what do you want us to do do it okay that that wouldn't have happened exactly and so I'm not sure everybody who labels themselves as a mentor has that skill set to do that and so I think that if you're, if you're a person right now as a startup founder and you're searching for a mentor, you want to find somebody who could also help you do that to help you think about areas that you might not even be seeing. Right, because a mentor, their role is to, they, in the end, they strengthen you. You know, they help to sharpen yeah. your skills and, you know, sharpen you in certain areas. And that doesn't happen if they're just telling you what to do and you go do it. Because when people, I don't know if anybody's ever been micromanaged, but I have had the privilege um, of being <laughs> micromanaged <laughs> on, on a couple of occasions, and what ends up ends up happening, and no matter how bright you are, is that you certain parts of your mind just shut down because you're you don't need them, you know. So you know the independent thought, the ideas that you have, are pretty much shut down, and you're just being told what to do. And so you just do what you're told, and you, you know, or you, you leave the position, which is what I said. <laughs> <laughs> or you leave the position. Because I was like, I'm thinking for myself, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> or they leave, and you're, you know, you're lucky enough, and they leave. Um, yeah. I think that is not the type of relationship that you want with a mentor. Um, you know, you're asking for mentorship so that you can better yourself and you can get stronger in certain areas. And you can't do that without, you know, there's learned knowledge and then there's um, applied knowledge. Or, and so you need to be able to apply anything you learn with a mentor into your own life, you know, in your yeah. own way. Yeah. Um, I think that has been um, one of the frustrating things, I think, in startup life with certain people who are calling themselves mentors is that defensiveness um, if you ask a question or if you, um, you know, say, oh, I'm not sure about that, you know, let's, let's think that through. Um, right. That they just want to be, you know, and sometimes the expert voice where, okay, I've said this and this is what it is. Well, we know yeah. that there's a hundred different ways to do any one thing. <laughs> you know, right. there right. are many different ways to do it. And um, in innovation happens 
you know, out in the in the open space, you know, it, it, it's yeah. never been done before. And so I think if you're a, a an entrepreneur, you're running a business, you have it in you where you're a person who sees things a little bit differently. You probably question the norm. You probably mm-hmm. walk to the beat of your own drum. That is almost by definition, you know, what entrepreneurship is about. And so now in the entrepreneurship or startup space, you have people who are trying to mentor you and trying to get you to fit into some cookie cutter things. That that's not what we do. You know what I right. mean? Right. And yeah. so I think and so it's kind of counter to um to just the the fabric of entrepreneurship. And so I think you may be a person, you know what I'm saying? If you're a person who you're like, no, I just want somebody to tell me what to do, that, there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. And right. just it's about matching to the mentor to what it is that you want. You know, if you're like, no, I need to get my supply chain in order. I just want someone to tell me, you know, yes. yep. who has been through it, what to do, what are the steps, then go find somebody to do that. But if you're looking for somebody to um, help you expand your thinking and help you to make your ideas even bigger and help you to innovate and create, then you need a different type of person who's willing to um, to think through some of those things with you, you know. And so I think when you're talking about, you know, again, a mentor is not any different than finding a romantic partner or a business partner, you know. Right, you have, yeah. You have to have – a good fit and so just by virtue of somebody's position or their their status it doesn't mean they would make a good mentor for you even though they might look good on your um pitch deck you know yeah and what you just said to me just right that was straight gold because the other thing sometimes that makes me super duper roll my eyes uh, i'm a pretty good eye roller people uh, <laughs> is that I feel sometimes in the entrepreneurship ecosystem, different terms get mixed up and confused, and they're mm. used interchangeably when they shouldn't be. And so mm. just right there, how you said, hey, if you're looking for somebody to just tell you what to do, it's particularly on a specific thing like a supply chain, then you don't need a mentor. You need an advisor. Mm. Mm, there you go. Think about it. We, you keep legal counsel on the side to advise you, or you build an advisory board. And when you build an advisory board, you usually um, pick people on there for their particular areas of expertise, right? Mm-hmm. This person knows social media. They know business development. They know. If you're looking for stuff like that, there's nothing wrong with it because we all need it. Then you're looking for an advisor. Go get yourself an advisor. Because right. to me, mentorship is all about all of those other aspects that I was talking about, and it usually inc- includes some type of grooming. So right, absolutely. I, I, I feel like those terms are thrown around. Um, sometimes even if you go to different startup events, you know, and, and there will be some really, really smart, brilliant people there who may have signed up for uh, to be a mentor, and they sh- maybe should not have. Maybe they should say, hey, I'm here to advise somebody about legal. You know, because that's right. what I do. If you know that your expertise is illegal and that's how you can help somebody, why the hell are you trying to help them with pre-launch startup stuff? Hello. I know. I, I think... Because um, <laughs> <laughs> it happens so, all the time. It does happen all the time. And I think uh, people don't always know how to say, I don't know. It's not a comfortable ah. space for people. Um, yeah. I know for a long time it wasn't a comfortable space for me. I might not say specifically yeah. I don't know, but I, I'm 
And I might try to, you know, because I, I feel that I know a lot about a lot of different things, so I might try to cobble something together out of what I do know, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, over time I've learned that it's not worth it. If I don't know, it's not what I do, then I just say, hey, I don't know. Um, yeah. And, you know, give you that opportunity to go find someone that does, because I think in this um, – and I, we've experienced um, going through mm-hmm. the startup stuff where someone's giving you very specific advice about something. I've wasted a lot of time doing, you know, what what this person is saying to do, then only to find out that, oh, you know what, I actually didn't do that. There was someone else who, who I worked with that did that work. So exactly. you know, maybe that's not how you do it, you know. And so it would have saved a lot of time and energy if the person just said, hey, I'm not exactly sure. Um, it either connected me with the person that did know or just, you know, empowered me to go out and find out, you know. Yeah, don't try to be a jack of all trades and a master of none, you know, rock your ear. Because to me, I also find that people who do that, who give information and advice on things they don't know anything about, they ruin their own reputation. Because what happens is, if I experience that with you, and then somebody says to me, hey, what do you think about such and such as a mentor? I would say I really can't recommend them because of the experience that I had with them. You know, um, a couple of weeks ago, Don and I were talking about this. A, a young collegiate entrepreneur was referred to me. He really needed some help around um, social media marketing. And I, you know what? They might have got it confused because that's not what I do. I, I'm still looking to find out about social media marketing for myself. Right. Um, so I'm not going to try to bullshit you and advise you on something that I don't know to have you, like you said, waste your time. And then this kid would be walking around like, well, Natasha doesn't know shit about social media marketing, which I don't. But he'd be saying, why, why is she branding herself that way? So I said, hey, this is what I can help you with. Mm-hmm. And I helped him with that, and I referred him to somebody else who um, could meet his initial need, you know. And so I just think more people need to stop throwing around that term. And I know, obviously, in the startup ecosystem, you want to build this community where entrepreneurs can come and find robust help, but the quality of help really matters. And, and Don and I, we, do, we just graduated from the Reset um, Social Enterprise Accelerator in Hartford, Connecticut, and they had some amazing mentors, <laughs> thank God. Oh, really good mentors. It, I mean... I almost, for the first time I met with the first mentor, I almost cried because I felt that (laughs) it had been a couple of years or a year and a half of people just not getting, first of all, just not understanding really what we're doing or what we do. Um, Secondly, before having that full understanding, giving all sorts of advice. And so the conversations would be spent more with me trying to, explain or redirect, you know, or try to clarify what it is that we're doing instead of actually getting help. And so it was, it's, which gets frustrating after, after a while. I mean, goodness. And so I sat down with this man, and not only did he get it, I mean, he had good, actionable advice. I thought, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I haven't, we haven't had this. You know? Yeah. And I was, I was so excited, you know. So it just really she called so me from good. the parking lot. She was like, oh, mm. you won't believe this man I just met. Near <laughs> tears. Near he tears. He knew X, Y, or Z, and Natasha. He knew what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and it was, um, and so that's, I mean, that's what you do for somebody when you, when you, you know what you know, you know what you don't know. I mean, he, he was able to say he didn't know some things. I thought, oh, that's amazing. And um, when you ask a lot of questions, I think, you know, with my background as a life coach, it's really hard to coach people. I mean, coaching is just asking a series of questions, and mentoring could fall into that category too. But you, in mentor space, you can get more advising in there as well. Right. But um, it's really hard to give somebody advice and you don't, you haven't heard what it is they do or what it is that they're trying to do. And so when I'm looking at people, you know, thinking about mentoring relationships for the startup, I am, um, I'm vetting that person. I'm no longer in the place where I'm like, you know what, I need mentors. Let me go out here and get mentors. I am, yeah. I am more like, are you interested in mentoring me? Let me find out everything about you to see if you're a good fit. And I think it can sound, and maybe that sounds, I don't know how that could sound to people, maybe arrogant or whatever. It's not arrogant. I don't want to waste my time, and Mm -hmm. I don't want to waste your time. And I want to understand what qualifies you to give me the advice that you're giving me right now. (laughs) What do you think are are some warning signs of a shitty mentor? That, like, halt, stop sign, red light, we should not proceed, or proceed with caution with this mentor? I believe that, um, <laughs> I, okay, one of the things I look at is when, you know, you give your little elevator pitch, elevator pitch about your startup, and um, the minute you say for the two sentences, they jump in and they start talking and they never stop. To me, that is a huge red flag because you, you know, you haven't heard anything about what we do beyond my two-sentence pitch, and you're already jumping in with, you know what you should do. Oh, yeah. Um, That is a huge red flag for me because that you're not listening. One of my things is just a a pet peeve my sister says has been with me since I was a baby, but I need to be heard. It's something like I need to be heard. And so for me, if I feel that I'm not going to be heard, the person is not going to um, acknowledge things that I'm saying or what I want to get out of it, then that's a huge red flag. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. Totally. And it's funny because I find that a lot of times uh, those words, you know what you should do, they're often spoken by men. I, I, when I have started some conversations with women, um, a, woman, a woman might say, in my experience, have you ever thought about, do you know this person? Um, have you heard about this program? You might start trying to connect or, or something like that, but often when yeah. someone says, you know what you should do, it's usually a guy. <laughs> and, and I, I have seen that a little bit too, yeah. That same young man, when I, said, I, I said a couple of weeks ago, when I explained out what I did, he said, you know what you should do? I thought, fuck, you're born that way, huh? <laughs> because you are free startup launch. But I, and I'm not saying that good ideas cannot come from everywhere. No, 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 I'm not saying that young, old, everybody has, it brings something to the table. But I can tell. And it, it reminds me of Cheryl Sandberg. She did this, um, 
I think it was a TED Talk about, you know, women in the workplace and why we need to excel and fight for ourselves and that kind of thing. And she talked about that, about the fact that when she was in college with her brother, her brother had this confidence, like, I'm going to freaking ace that test. And he didn't mm-hmm. study for it at freaking all. Right. And she's like, why do you think that you got this? And you don't. You know, like, I can tell, too. But <laughs> he went into it with extreme confidence. And so it's just, it's just a reminder because a lot of the times when you go to, you know, when in your city, you go to your startup ecosystem to some of these events, usually they're dominated by men. Um, right. Unless you went to one that's specifically for women. And we know that those numbers are starting to shift in terms of, Women are starting to go to those events finally, thankfully. But mm-hmm. it can be hard if you are a woman and you go to a startup event, it's mostly guys and a, mostly a bunch of guys telling you what you should be freaking doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. How annoying. <laughs> you get a glass of wine over here, you're like, you know what you should do? You know what you should do? You know what? Damn. It is. It is annoying. It gets to be a lot after a while. And also, you know, in certain accelerators where you um, give, you know, feedback, written feedback um, to your mm. cohort members um, to then see the feedback, if you, did, if, if you didn't agree with what, you know, what you should do, you know, and you're yeah. like, well, that's not what we're doing. We're doing something else. To then see feedback that oh you don't understand your target market or you don't understand you, you don't understand your business. No, I understand my business. This is what we're doing. Right. While I appreciate what you think I should do, this is what we're actually doing. And doing I don't have a misunderstanding of it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so that that has been, you know, really fascinating. <laughs> Yeah. And to your point earlier about, you know, a shitty mentor, one sign is, you know, them cutting you off and not letting you finish your thoughts and, or, or even explaining what the hell you're doing. On the flip side, the opposite is such a great side of good mentorship because we have been in a situation a few times where we were seeking advice or asking a question and someone says, hey, and now it's wanted, you should do or you should try. X, mm-hmm. Y, or Z, and if we ever gave pushback and said, well, we're not sure about that at all, they say, hey, I'm just sharing, and they keep it moving, because they don't give a damn if you do it or not. Right. They, right. They're not emotionally invested. They are not angry that you're giving pushback. They just say, hey, for what it's worth, this is what I know, this is what works for me, here you go, and they keep it moving. Right. And so, so I think that then the other, and another sign I think of red flag would be someone who everything you do is amazing. There's no actual contrast. Oh, uh, you know, there's no, there's no critique. There's no criticism. You're just so mm-hmm. great. And, um, you know, we, we have gotten that in the past as well. We're like, well, I mean, we, we like to think that we're amazing too, you know, but yeah. we know that there's more that we could be doing or something different. And so I think that's a sign of somebody who um, is probably not a good mentor for you because the mentor, you know, should hold up a mirror to you, you know, tell you some truths about both positive and negative about what you're doing. You know what I mean? And so you can't get better if you're just hearing that you're great and everything's great. Well, it's not great because we don't, we're, not, we're not making money. So it, we know it can't be that great, you know. Right, right. There's got to be some tweaks because the business isn't where we want it yet. So I think those are two um, 
you know, those are those are two red flags for me. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. You know, I was listening to a podcast, and um, God, it was it was Tim Ferriss who is a big entrepreneur crush of mine, obviously, and uh, <laughs> he. He, I haven't stalked him yet, but he's, he's on my list of people to, to eventually stop. Um, he had Tristan, I think it's Tristan Walker, who I am in the process of stalking. <laughs> he's, a, he's the founder of Bevel. And on that podcast, he said, hey, I learned really quickly that whenever I went to an investor or someone of that magnitude and I gave my pitch, and it was like, oh, great, that's really cool what you're working on, amazing, wow, that sounds really good. He said, I would instantly say, okay, they're not interested because those were both words like you just said. He said it was, it was dismissal because they were not mm. interested. And so I knew early on, okay, they're dismissing me. They don't shit about my idea. No matter how many positive words they're throwing in my direction, they don't care. And right. we have experienced that. When pitching, we've had, we, Don and I have Absolutely. been in a situation where we've pitched and after it was like, oh, that's good. Or they made a comment on something on the pitch that didn't mean shit, it wasn't important, but you gave no yeah, like an image, image or, you know, when people start talking about an image, you uh, know, you're done. You know, it's like if you yeah. watch, I watch a lot of reality, like American Idol, The Voice, things like that. When they start talking about how good you look. You know exactly. you didn't sing well that day. You know, they're like, yeah. you know, but your outfit's amazing. You know that the song was good. And so I think when people start talking about your slides and colors and images, oh, yeah. you know, they're not either you sucked at the pitch or they're just not interested at all, you know. Oh, yeah. And, and so that is a, just another great time because other people will either really engage you in whatever you're saying um, or ask you next level questions too, because I did get that at the reset pitch where um, after the YNS pitch, one judge said, hey, next pitch, I really want to hear you tell me X, Y, or Z. This, this part was good, but I want to hear this. Then I know, oh, because he was actually listening and he heard that, hey, this was missing from your pitch. Mm-hmm. You know, so that is so true. There are so many people who um, tell themselves as mentors and they're just like, oh, yeah, because a mentor is not there to be your yesman. Right. Um, anything else you want to add about mentorship, shitty or good to look out for? Oh, I would just say that you don't need a hundred mentors. You're not looking. It's not about quantity. And I think we can fall into. It seems cool. This person mentors me. You know, but we're looking really for quality. And we only had one mentor, but it was just like. Oh, yeah. High quality, you know, very knowledgeable, um, very supportive. That would be have so much more value than 10 people that you just talk to periodically that you're calling a mentor. You know what I mean? I think that um, – and I don't know – you know, I think I think it's okay to wait. You know, for mm-hmm. a long time it was just on my affirmation list and my prayer list. Okay, I'm going to find a mentor. <laughs> and, yeah. and I recognize them when they come to me. And it took a while before somebody showed up. And so I think that um, it's, it's okay. Um, it's okay if you if you haven't found a mentor yet. Just you know, just keep at it and make sure that the person really meets what it is that you're trying to do, which requires you to get really crystal clear before you even mm. go out to get a mentor. You know? 
doing some journaling or writing out a list of, okay, these are the qualities I'm looking for, these are, this is the skill set, these are the qualities, and I'm having that in the back of your mind as you, as you approach people. Yeah. Uh, Springfield Technical Community College, try not to butcher the name, they had a women's conference in the spring, and I had the pleasure of speaking on a panel. At the end of it, a young woman said, oh, my gosh, we we'll definitely love to connect with you. I said, oh, sure, you know, this is my information. You can find me easily through lineupmagazine.com. She sent me this long email. It was a little all over the place, but I could ignore that. She's a young woman. At the end of it, basically, she was looking for a mentor, but she didn't know what she really wanted. Oh. I don't know how to help you. And right. so I did write back and say, hey, I am happy to help. But let me know specifically, you know, how I can help you, and you know, we could go for there. I never heard back from that lady. Oh, she didn't know. Yeah. So, <laughs> to Dog's point, know exactly what it is that you need before you reach out to people, because sometimes it could just be a wasted opportunity. Maybe if, right. if I couldn't have helped you, if you had a particular need, I might have known someone who could have, but right. I don't even know what you need help with. Exactly. And now you seem a little flaky, you know, <laughs> because you never yeah. responded. You know, I, I never did you really want the mentorship? So it's something to, something to think about, Natasha. What do you want to say on behalf of all women? What I would say to the world on behalf of all women is you are only as good as the people you keep around you. Oh. Good one. <laughs> So I guess until the next episode on behalf of all women, uh, as always, unleash the lioness within and rock the day. Rock the day, people.